and welcome to KeeperCast, the Keeper of Velocities podcast. I'm Sammy. I'm Clonnie. And this is episode 57. Today we'll be talking about chapters 43 through 46 of Flashback. These were like long chapters. Yeah, they were. Yeah, because <laughs> usually like we can cover more chapters in one episode, but this time it was just like 43, 4, 5, 6, so four chapters. So the section starts off with the alicorns are now safe because in the previous chapter they had um, been trying to get the get Sylvanese babies into the troll hive so that they could survive, and that was successful. So we're all happy because of that. Sophitz is still canon. I opened the book to read this week, and I was like, oh yeah, that is a thing that happened, right? Enjoy it while it lasts, folks. Yeah. <laughs> it's not even my favorite, I just should have said that. I'm <laughs> but like, if you do enjoy it, enjoy it. You know, you do you. No judgment on this podcast. No, like, well, during flashback era, I was very much on the side of Sophit, so I was really happy when this happened. <laughs> I was not. I was. <laughs> I was not. That was not my thing. Like, yeah. And that's valid too. Honestly, I have lost any energy to care about Shimmers, though. Yeah, mood. <laughs> I don't. I don't. Just stop fighting. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Like, the ship wars with Coddle, especially, like with Keeper, up until about now about flashback like they got really intense yeah and then there's that whole thing with Iggy I'm like are you just trying to put fuel fuel on the fire the teal and the ice blue yeah <laughs> yeah I think at some point I made a joke about that to like one of my friends where I was like damn these Verona for what am I saying Fiona versus Morella debates are really getting out of hand <laughs> but yeah I just no more energy to to care about the whole shipboard thing. Just ship who you want to ship. Yeah, it's like I have my sh- yeah. It's like I have my ships and I like them, but unless like with some exceptions, I am not gonna like snap at people over ships. It's just not worth my time. Also, like at this point, I'm very much a multi shipper. So, like, yeah, yeah, so, like, I can ship both Sofits and Sokeef kind of at the same time, and I don't see a problem with that. <laughs> you do that. That is honestly, that is, like, you're getting the best of both worlds. I am, I have enjoyed fandom experiences, or mostly just shipping experiences, much more once I learned about multi-shipping. <laughs> I'm like, but I can, like, both. Or more than both. I can, like, many. Sophie has two hands. Sophie needs to grow more than two hands if she's gonna, like, fit into all of my ships. I guess some people can, like, hold her leg or something. They could be, like, a a human stretcher. Everybody gets a limb? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like a human stretcher after she gets into one of her many disasters. (laughs) Wait, they're not even human. (laughs) Wait, yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> An elven stretcher. I forget that elf stretcher. 
There's a nice Adeline moment. Yeah. Can I sign up to have Adeline be my mom, please? I love her. Seriously. She's such a good mom. Like, she's so supportive of Sophie and Fitz. What a queen. Especially when, at the same time, like, Grady is just like, if you even, like, if a boy even looks at you, he's gonna be my enemy. <laughs> like, I love Grady, but he is kind of, he kind of gets to be a little bit too much on that end. He's like the no dating until you're 30 type of dad. Because, like, he did it to both Fitz and Keith in this section. Yeah, he's, he's covering all his bases. <laughs> Speaking of Keith, Keith is having a time right now. Ooh, Keith. Yeah, is this, um, I'm scrolling through my notes because, like, there was one part where I was like, okay, Keith, you need to, like, back up a little bit. Yeah. It's like, buddy, please take a breather. Like, do countdown from 10. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, when, when, um, He's just, I don't know, he's just being kind of annoying, honestly, about Sophie and Fitz. And, like, like one, I think he's being kind of unfairly jealous here. And, two, it's that, like, I miss when he and Fitz were friends. Let Keith and Fitz be friends again, 2K, whatever year it is. 21. We got there. My parent was saying 17, and I'm like, that isn't right. I know that's not right. Like mentally, we're still in 2017. Yeah, I was gonna say before everything went down, but like things, there were already things going down in 2017. But before, I, before 2020 happened, I am like, I still sometimes see things that say 2019. And I'm like, oh, that's this year, and I'm, but I have to stop and go. No, it's not. It isn't. Yeah, time just doesn't exist. For real. <laughs> Like, it's hard to believe at the time we're recording this, it is now April. It's like, oh, where did the first three months of 2021 go? I don't know. My brain is still, like, sort of in January. Just sort of went... Honestly, my brain is sort of still in January of last year. (laughs) Yeah, same. The alicorns have names now. Yes, the alicorns have names. They're Luna and Wynn, which are, like, the cutest names ever. I love those names. I know. They're such good names. I love them. <laughs> I love the baby alicorns. They're... We were honestly robbed in the past two books of baby alicorn content. Because it's like, they're there. Why aren't you using these adorable weapons you have, Shannon? I, I can't even remember what the baby alicorns did. They, like, did something with the Gorgodon later on, right? Yeah, they, oh, they were, that was how the teleporting thing, where they didn't need to jump off, or, obviously, alicorns don't need to jump off a cliff. Oh, right. Like, they were, like, yeah, they could teleport like that. Cool. Okay, I think the next thing that happens is, like, bow and row drama. Yes, the bow and row backstory, the ballad of bow and row. Yeah. And it's basically that they're married. Like, that's it. (laughs) Okay, can I point out how the fact that they have all of the top warriors, like, sparked the death to become king or queen? It's like, 
that I feel like that's not the wisest thing because then all of their best warriors are dead. That's true. It doesn't seem very well thought out. I mean, to be fair, most elf things are not well thought out. So the ogres get like a pass on this one. <laughs> but <laughs> also in this part, um Ro brings up Cadfail. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Oh right, her ex. Her ex. Yeah. And he's now with the Never Scene, which Sander doesn't like cuz he thinks there's like conflicts of interest there or something. Um Ro made a good point though, which is that like Sander was being kind of unfair there because everybody has their own biases in war and like it's impossible for someone to be like completely like ignoring their emotions and relationships in a fight. So I like that part. Yeah, that's true. That is true, I think. And as an example of this, Ro actually mentions um that Bianca really wants revenge on Vespera, which was a surprise to me. When was that brought up before? I don't know, but I think she deserves to have revenge on Vespera as a treat. Right, yeah. I the same phrase every episode. God. Okay. <laughs> Ignoring that. But yeah, I agree. Like, I mean, it totally makes sense for Bianca to, um, to have a grudge against Vespera, who, like, injured and scarred her. It's just, like, Bianca hasn't really been in this book at all, so I uh, <laughs> kind of forgot she was there. Yeah, bring back Bianca, please. More Bianca content. I feel like so much happened with Bianca in this book, but it was all, like, off-screen, or the equivalent, like, off the page. Because, like, she went through that whole journey with learning to, like, accept her scars, and we didn't. We only saw the beginning and the very end of that. I would honestly read an entire series that was just about Bianca. That would be great. I was actually thinking about this the other day, like in flashback especially, there were a lot of things that happened that were only talked about afterward, like Bianca's scars and um, Dex making weapons with Tinker. And it would be really cool to have like a little mini book of, like, short stories from all those other perspectives. Like, I know we've gotten a couple from, um, like, Fitz, Keith, and Tam, but it would be cool to have, like, scenes from all the characters. Yeah. I would like to see something from Lynn's perspective as well, because I love Lynn. Ooh, yes. Like, hmm, what scene would it be? I don't know. Training with Morella? <laughs> yes, please. Okay, but, um, I don't know, honestly. Yeah, there's so many scenes or, like, backstory things that could be cool to, like, see from a different character's perspective. So there are a lot of options there. I don't know, I just think Lynn is neat. Speaking of Lynn, does anything important happen before the Solin scene? <laughs> um, I don't think anything super, like, plot important happens before that um there's a point where like Keith asks Sophie if she's gonna hate him and then she says I'm never gonna hate you and I kind of tabbed that because that was like a callback to never seen but that's the only note I had before um the Solon scene that kind of happens in every book though like they've, they've had that same conversation like 
10 million Many times. times. Okay, anyways, Solon writes. Yes, Solon writes. I, that's all I had to say. They're so, they're so nice. I, I love them. I, I don't have anything else to say. Solon, good. Alicorn's good. Neither do I. I just wanted to talk about them for a second. Fintan. That's a thing that happens. Yes, Fintan. They meet with him. Fintan is just a cool villain. Like, I think he's cool. Yeah, he is cool. Like, not not a good person, but cool. Right, like he's... Like, yeah, he's a terrible guy, but he's an interesting character. Also, like, <laughs> cool could be a pun. Because... He's a pyrokinetic, and he's in a cold place. Huh? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. I've I've said things like that many times before. It sometimes you just like can't stop the pun from coming. I feel like there's a Dedrick joke to make here, because <laughs> that's where like, oh wow, we haven't brought up Dedrick in a while. I know. He's cool here. Unlike Fenton is cool here, <laughs> unlike Kenrick. I've kind of burned out on Dedrick jokes. Just like Kenrick. <laughs> 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 uh, okay, um Yeah, so Fenton. Oh, they have the they they have the sort of the awkward sort of the awkward matchmaking thing. Oh, this is after the this is after the meeting with Fenton? No, that they they start or Sophie Sophie starts to think about it before the meeting. Oh, right. Oh yeah, there was like there was one thing Fitz said. I think it was a little earlier in the section. Um, but they were talking about um the matchmaking, and then Fitz is like, "Oh, there's no way we won't be matched. You have the most powerful genetics, and I'm from the Vacker family." And I was just thinking, like, "Oh no." Oh, Fitz. Oh, buddy. Oh, hon. So, um, yeah, so they, so Sophie and Fitz go into the meeting with Fintan together, and they do, like, uh, a thing where they'll each ask one question, and then it'll be answered. So, Fintan... Says a lot of stuff, actually. He says Vespera is planning something to happen at the Celestial Festival. That Lady Gisela was trying to recruit a human. That's where Sophie's memory from London is from. And they mention Olvar as well. Like, Fitz asks about Olvar because, of course, he does. Fintan is basically just like, yeah, Vespera doesn't really care about Olvar anymore. He's not part of the plan. And then finally, he offers to train Morella in pyrokinesis. Yeah, I did think that was interesting. He's sort of, I don't know, he's sort of, maybe part of it was that, like he didn't want her to sort of have to go, I don't go through it. But when he was first, when he was first learning pyrokinesis, it wasn't banned. So I don't really know what the deal was there. But I guess maybe he didn't want her to go untrained or something, which is kind of interesting. Or did he end up doing something malicious with that later that I totally forgot about? Um, I don't think he's done anything malicious yet. 
yeah, I think so far, like, it does seem to come from a genuine place of, like, he wants her to be safe and know how to use her power. I was thinking it might, maybe it has something to do with, like, Brant, because didn't he train Brant and that didn't go super well? I am still thinking about, like, every time I think about Brant, I remember the fact that his last name was redacted, and I want to know what that means. Yeah, yeah, like, because that means he must be part of some important family, right? Yeah, like, or like a family that we recognize. Like, is he a vacker? What if he is a vacker? That would, um, if, like, the vacers wanted to, like, erase his last name from everything to, like, avoid the stain on their family or... Mm-hmm. That's so... Yeah. In the next scene, they, uh, they talk with Lucy Vacker, and this actually does kind of tie into, like, the Vacker family, I think, because they end up talking about their legacy. And... Luzia said something that was interesting, which is, a legacy is rarely one thing. It's generally defined by those outside looking in. And I like that line. I thought it was cool. Yeah, that is a good line. Uh, Luzia fascinates me, honestly. Honestly, I think she's, like, one of the best morally gray characters in the series. Yeah. Of which there are plenty. <laughs> Yeah, there are a lot. But like it's like you never really you never really know which side she's on. Because she could have reasons to like to be supporting Vespera or to be supporting the Black Swan and you just never really know um th- I mean throughout like but before the ending of flashback you never really know who she's working for. Next, Sophie and Biana. Biana is here now. Sophie and Biana visit Morella at her house. And they ask if she is willing to train with Fintan, and she says yes. Yeah, and that, I think, is this? No, it was, I think it was Nightfall when Morella sort of started becoming more of the group, but she's, I guess she started becoming more, more now. Yeah, yeah. Like, she's, getting more time in the series with all the other characters. Yeah, and I like Morella. I like Morella a lot. I know people have complained about, like, adding too many other friends to the main group, but consider, I like the friends. They're good. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's kind of how I feel as well, like... I don't like the character, then I'm like, oh, we don't need them in the group. And if I do, I'm like, yay. <laughs> like, it's very biased of me. Yeah, people keep saying, like, we can't add anyone, uh, like, anyone more to the main group. I'm like, but what if Gen C? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I think, I think Gen C should be included. <laughs> I miss him. And he was, like, in the official art, and Shannon's like, we're gonna see more of him, and then we didn't. He wasn't in Legacy at all. I don't think he was even mentioned. Yeah. And it's like, like, yes, I do think that the number of main characters is, like, getting kind of out of hand, but also, I would like to see them, and I like it when they're there. Yeah, it's like, 
I get the logic of blah blah blah, too many main characters, but you could tear all these children from my cold dead hands. I love them too much, and I will not give any of them up. You could not make me choose between my babies. And, you know, if that means that we end up with 12 main characters, then we will have 12 main characters, and I'm okay with that. There's just, there's more people to love, even if a lot of them end up getting ignored. I have thoughts on this, Shannon. You should listen to my thoughts. Because I I can go off about ignored characters for a long time. Yeah. It's kind of gotten to the point where, like, Morella isn't, like, one one scene in this book. I think this is her only scene. And yet, we're still like, Morella, she's here! There are some characters, like, where it'll be like, They said Dex! They said Dex's name! Oh my god, they acknowledge Dex's existence! I think that's the case with Gen Z now. Yeah. Like, for me, I'm like, in book nine, if they even say Gen Z's name, I will be happy. I'll be satisfied. Yeah, I will just go feral if they mention Gen Z. So the last scene of this section after they leave Morella's house is when, um, is basically they just start preparing security for the Celestial Festival now that they know that, um, Vespera is planning to do something evil. So they kind of debate over like whether to cancel it or not. Fitz. <sighs> <laughs> I appreciate the timing of that. Just Fitz. <sighs> That's just this whole book and the next one. It's just Fitz followed by a sigh. <laughs> First of all, Dex gives Fitz the little gadget that can electric shock Alvar, which seems like a bad idea. That does seem like a bad idea. Like, this is kind of what Fitz has been waiting to do for quite a while. You should probably not just give him the thing and be like, go nuts! Yeah. (laughs) Or even give him the thing and be like, hey, don't go nuts! Right, like, I don't think Fitz is the best person to trust with, um, with that gadget. Maybe give it to Bianna or something. Yeah, have we noticed that Alvar is kind of a sore subject for Fitz, and maybe not a subject where he thinks the most rationally about things? Yeah, as shown by how immediately after getting this gadget, he's like, okay, can I knock him unconscious before the festival begins, just in case he's planning to do something evil? Yeah, and then someone, I can't remember who I'm trying to find it, uh, oh yeah, it's Mr. Forkle. It's like, you could, but then you'd be as bad as our, as our enemies. Fitz looked like he could live with that. I'm like, sir, are you okay? No, he's not okay. <laughs> like, yeah, it's like what I said for keep. Just, like, take some breaths. Count down from ten. Yeah, Fitz and Olvar. Bad combination. Fitz is, yeah, Fitz is maybe not the most rational about Olvar. He's rational about... About some things. Not. Not Alvar. Sorry, dude. So that was the end of the section, and the next week, two weeks from now, will be the last section of flashbacks. We'll be finishing flashback then. Um, why do I keep forgetting the social media script? Like, this happened last, last time, too. Okay, um, you can find us at Keepercast on Tumblr and the Keepercast on Instagram. 
And you can find me at Malamelting on Tumblr and Instagram. You can find me at Claudia underscore Clue on Instagram and Sewer 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 Couch on Tumblr. And I'm sorry, there's a plane flying overhead if you can hear that. <laughs> this has been KeeperCast. See you next time.